What's good, witches? This is Ayodeli Fuega of BossyBruja.com. You can find me on Instagram at BossyBruja. Welcome back to our podcast. I'm so grateful that you have found me, and I'm so excited to have a couple of minutes this morning to record for you all. I had a wonderful um last month and a half or so hosting some of my friends we had Kenyatta Osset in the building Ashabi Nyambi we had Karis Love Child make sure you go listen to her new EP um it's called Pink and it is streaming everywhere and we had Mama Bossy in the building we had my mother come down from New York visiting me for the first time in the 14 years that I've been away from home um and everyone came was extremely diligent extremely supportive and helpful um they came and and got things rearranged and optimized for me so that I could um really um streamline my packing and shipping process and get everybody their um their shipments and, and their orders um quickly. We were behind almost a month with 355 orders. We got those handled and immediately had 150 more, got those handled. So now our turnaround times are about one to three days. So go ahead and order. Check out bossybruja.com forward slash shop hyphen V. And I just want to say thank you to everybody who has been holding me in a positive space, everybody who has been patient with me. I'm so grateful for this circle, so grateful for this beautiful community, and really looking forward to creating more with you all. Oh, you might hear some construction in the background because I'm recording from my apartment today. Um, So I do want everyone to know that for the month of June, I am going to be on a very strict writing schedule schedule. Um, I am expected to write 500 to 1000 words a day and share those with my accountability partner, Miss Karis Lovechild. This is a part of um, a personal goal that I'm working to accomplish with my mastermind, um, also known as Six or six brujas. Um, but six and I have, we're reading four different books. The one that we're focusing on, um, right now is Law of Success by Napoleon Hill. So all of us are working towards one major goal. And one of mine is to create an e-course, um, slash workbook, um, dealing with prosperity consciousness and helping those who are still wanting to uh, create a life of financial abundance and do the work that they feel called to do on the planet um, so that they can feel supported and and learn some of the things that have helped me tremendously over the last 10 years, finally achieve um, some of my personal financial goals. Um, The other thing I'm going to be doing (laughs) um, is releasing one prayer a day on our Bossy Bruja Prayers uh, line, which is our other podcast. I will be releasing one prayer a day for a new love invocation. So I'm pretty excited about that. All that to say, I'm not taking any card reading clients all month because in order for me to (laughs) hit these goals, I really have to rearrange my life. Um, So I did want to get on and create a podcast. I've been asked by some of the sisters to uh, hop to it and get it done. So (laughs) that's what I'm doing today. I'm going to be speaking with you about creativity. So I'm excited. Um, The overall message that I really want us to get to the heart of with this podcast is that your spirituality, your how you express your spirituality or your connection to spirit and your personal spiritual practices are completely valid. Okay, so we're going to be jumping right into that. So get yourself a glass of wine or a mug of tea or coffee and maybe a notebook and let's jump in.
I want to begin by reminding everyone who's listening to me on this podcast that your expression of your spiritual connection, the way that you engage with spirit or with your spirits is entirely personal. It is a relationship and like all relationships, it's between you and spirit. So, or you and the person um, or entity that you are in the relationship with. So what I'm offering here are just a few tips and tidbits, ideas that have helped me. Um, Particularly when it comes to creativity, um, life design, and my own magic. So the very first tip that I want to offer, which I don't have written down, I was thinking about these things today and I started working on a blog. Uh, And when I did that, the first thing that came to mind was tuning into spirit. So tuning into spirit for me is really about maintaining this relationship where spirit is the head, the head of your life at the forefront of your thoughts and having that guidance, that internal guidance is really what I think prevents us from making a lot of mistakes and is what really keeps us on track in terms of what we should be investing our life energy and time into in the first place. So remaining tuned into spirit through um, alone time, whatever your um, contemplative or meditative practices may look like, it is those moments when you are completely alone, uninterrupted, not allowing yourself to be disturbed by anyone else. And it's just you and spirit. Whether you are engaging with spirit through um, a meditation where you are simply downloading or you're listening or maybe channeling. Um, maybe you like to ask spirit a question and then free write and see what comes up. Or maybe you like to pray. I love to pray. So speaking to spirit and sharing your thoughts and feelings and asking your questions, I believe opens up an avenue or multiple avenues and channels in your life to begin receiving those messages, signs, that guidance, those insights, and the wisdom directly from spirit. I am of the thought that spirit is constantly communicating with us but when we um when we make it known that we are open to receive and we want to hear from spirit and we want to know the answers to these questions not only um are we letting the universe know you know, we're ready to take some things in, but I think that we're also um, giving a command to our mind to begin noticing the um, messages and the signs that will begin to show up everywhere. Um, so it's, it's more like a commanding your mind to take notice of the things that spirit is already communicating to you and also letting all of the universe know I'm ready to create these things. I'm ready to co-create. I'm ready to receive these messages and the guidance. Um, And of course, the universe, in my opinion, not of course, in my opinion, my understanding, my belief is that the universe is the body of spirit, that everything in creation is from, through, by, for spirit, and also can be used in service to spirit, either to support us or other people in the world um, in its entirety. So tuning into spirit through meditation, through solitude, meditation, contemplation, study is really good too. Free writing, journaling, um, praying. These are really great ways, I think, to just provide yourself and your life with a firm foundation um, of wisdom, love, knowledge, guidance and intuition. So after that, when it comes to creativity and designing your life and 
uh, creating a spiritual practice or a magical practice that is authentic to you, that feeds your soul, that supplies your psychological needs. I think that is really important to uh, allow yourself or to permit yourself to explore and wander. And what I mean by this is to allow yourself to be drawn to whatever you are naturally interested in, right? So a lot of times, and especially in, in these, these times when there is a lot of um, assertion you know, of power and assertion of ownership over particular <laughs> collections of knowledge, And while I honor that, I honor everyone, I'm drinking water, (laughs) I honor um, everyone who feels the need and feels led to assert their their genetic and ancestral um, ownership of certain forms of magic of certain traditions. I think that's appropriate. I think it's beautiful. I honor it. And I think that it is wonderful to really, you know, seek logically to seek those paths that are aligned with your, um, your history, with your people, with your tribe. I think that that's beautiful and empowering. Um, I also think that it's necessary to allow yourself to at least explore those things that you are drawn to. The reason I say that is because by exploring something, it does not necessarily mean that you will allow that thing to become your new identity or that you will become an initiate or that you will become a devotee to a certain path, but there might be something in it for you that there might be something that inspires you to get back in touch with with something that's more aligned with you, or it might, um, spark something in you to create something new. So let's, one of my friends says, um, she really appreciates how, um, how much of an emphasis some of, some of the people she follows online puts on ancestry and in ancestor veneration and how that has really driven her to find out more about her own ancestry and to honor her own ancestors. So when you're wandering, because especially when it comes to magic, one thing that I do notice is that some people will kind of pull back. So, oh, that's not mine. I can't touch that. I can't learn about that. I can't listen to anyone who's teaching that. I can't use those products. I can't do those things, even though I'm attracted to it. I always suggest to people that you, um, at least learned, right? So that you at least allow yourself to learn or to, to take a look at it, to explore. Exploring something, looking at it, experiencing it is different than trying to possess and own and appropriate it. Okay. I, I'm going to give you an example, an example. When I was about 17, 18, I learned a, how it was presented is as an energy healing modality called Huna. And I learned it, but I never really practiced it. I never really um, took any, you know, took it anywhere beyond some of the, you know, few principles that the man and woman teaching the class shared, right? So one of the things they shared is that energy flows where attention goes. Right. So that's something that anybody can use that you can hear (laughs) in a lot of different um, classes within a lot of other modalities. It doesn't necessarily have to be this thing called Huna. But I spoke to a woman who um, who is um, an islander and she told me that Huna, the history of Huna is of some some man who did not belong uh, within that, that, um, spiritual community observing and then creating this fake (laughs) practice based on what he had seen. But it's very difficult for you to stand on the outside of something without any background in it. Um, and, and proceed to practice it. It's very difficult. You, you kind of have to have 
a reference. You have to have context in order to fully understand or even appreciate somebody else's path, but exploring it, learning from them, um, understanding as much as you can possibly understand and allowing your, your mind to be open enough to inspire you is very, very helpful. Um, so moral of the story and the, the result of that story is the woman asked me to never discuss Huna again because it was a false practice. It was fake and it was not of her people, although these, you know, these outsiders were attempting to claim that it was. So I stopped, right? Because that's another part of allowing myself to wander. It's allowing myself to be informed and educated by other people who have completely different paths than me. We'll get more um, into that because one of my other tips is to allow rather than to reject and to practice humility. So the next tip that I would like to offer after you're wandering, you're exploring, you're allowing yourself to be drawn to whatever you're naturally drawn to without the need to possess or to own or to appropriate anything, but simply to observe, simply to learn, to ask questions, to allow yourself to be informed. Um, and then whatever happens in your mind, whatever thoughts are triggered, whatever you're inspired and motivated to do, going with that. But but I don't think that that inspiration or that motivation can happen if you are consistently or uh, you're, you're constantly resisting the things that you are drawn to. Now, my next tip is to not compare or feel inferior. Now, <laughs> for me, like I never in the past, I never really had a problem with the comparison thing because I didn't pay very much attention to other humans. I'm kind of always wrapped up in my own mind and my own thing. Um, but becoming a business owner and doing, um, making my practice a little bit more public and doing a business that is um, very similar to the businesses that a lot of my friends have. I've become much more aware of what other humans are doing. And... <laughs> It is when someone's doing something similar to what you're doing, it's natural. You have a natural mental association and comparison can sometimes happen. But what I will ask you to do, comparison is, is fine. Um, but I would ask that you, you not allow yourself to be, to feel inferior because the reality is no one is above you and no one is beneath you. Okay, that's the reality. It is also a reality that other people may be more skilled in a certain area. They may have more knowledge in a certain area of knowledge than you, but you can learn. <laughs> so if there's no, there's virtually no reason to feel inferior because we live in, in the information age. Like you can learn things, you be, can become initiated, you can practice as much as or more than anyone. And you can aspire to and strive to your own level of greatness continually. So I would suggest skipping the comparison to the point of feelings of inferiority and suggest instead, instead that you continue with what I said in the first um, tip which is observation, observing, learning, allowing yourself to be inspired, allowing new ideas to be sparked within your mind. Um, and then figuring out maybe what is it about this person or what you're seeing or what's being displayed or the, the new technology or the new invention or whatever it is that you're observing that's causing you to compare or uh, causing not you, but your mind to go into comparison mode. What is it about this thing that is attractive to you? Is it a specific characteristic of that person or that thing? And if you will spend some time figuring out exactly what it is that you are attracted to, what about this thing is seems valuable or beautiful or beneficial or like something you would like to learn more about or explore more. And by doing that, I think that you give yourself an opportunity to learn a lot about yourself and possibly, again, allow yourself to be inspired and motivated to try something new of your own. 
for me as a creator, as a businesswoman, I love seeing the newness that the women offer to the spiritual marketplace. I love seeing it. And what it does for me is it motivates me to to bring even greater degrees of excellence. And I think that we can apply that same type of principle to every area of our life. So you don't have to be upset at someone for creating something remarkable. Instead, you can allow yourself, you can become inspired to create something remarkable of your own. Now, the next step that I would suggest for all creatives, all humans really, um, but especially for people who are desiring to really um, express more of their creativity, um, is spontaneity. Spontaneity. You have to get outside of your comfort zones, dears. Like you, you're hanging around the same people. You're going to the same places all the time, drinking the same drinks, eating the same foods, wearing the same clothes, like watching the same kinds of shows, reading the same types of books. It's time to be spontaneous, okay? And being spontaneous is like I'm. You know, I'm definitely not telling anybody to, you know, completely. Um, you know, uh, cut out on their responsibilities or on their obligations or to <laughs> just forget your whole schedule. I, you know, I would never suggest that. I think that being responsible human beings, <laughs> being responsible human beings is a part of maturity and adulthood. So, you know, definitely. <laughs> honor your schedules but one thing that I would recommend is that maybe half a day every other week or so allow yourself to just do something you wouldn't normally do if there is a certain town you've been curious about this goes back to the first tip right so allowing yourself to wander if there's a certain town you've been curious about or a certain gallery new restaurant, try a different new, you know, different food. This is something that you can do within your schedule too. Maybe if you're at the gym and there's, you know, a machine you never use, maybe trying it out, see how it feels in your body. Maybe a a yoga class or a yoga teacher that you never practiced with, trying it out, you know, or reading a book that you would never read, you know, or maybe reading a book from a specific genre that you've never read or listening to music from um, a genre that you would normally listen to or listening to somebody else's favorite songs or someone else's playlist so you can learn something new. Be spontaneous. Get outside of your little bubble. Life is happening <laughs> all around you and there's, you know, there's more to life and more to what you you can have access to and what you can experience than what you've imagined. This life in this world is filled with an overabundance of sensual experiences and pleasures. Um, And I think that it's time for you to explore and experience more. Life can really get into a rut uh, very easily and it can become quite boring if you never do anything new. So maybe get your passport in order, travel to a place you've never even considered before. Something that's seemingly random, but something you're still a little bit drawn to or curious about. Now, my next tip is to allow rather than to reject. I had a friend come uh, recently. She's Seventh-day Adventist. I've I've mentioned her a few times. And one thing that I noticed is that while she was here, she would reject anything that seemed witchy, which which means that there was a lot of little rejections happening because I'm quite witchy. (laughs) But when she, when it was time to shut everything down and for her to have a Sabbath, I allowed myself to... Um, adapt to that a little bit and I even took time to listen to some of her recordings but when I asked her to watch a show with me or to listen to a recording with me or or anything remotely witchy it was like no can't do that (laughs) now this is this is definitely not you know a shot to my specific friend but this pattern this what I noticed from this is that when two people engage and one person is open to the experiences, insights, ideas, and beliefs of another person. But that person is not open to the other person. The one who is open walks away with more 
You walk away with more knowledge, more insight, more understanding because you've allowed yourself to be open enough to another human being to enjoy some of the things that they enjoy or to take a moment to step into their shoes and experience life the way that they experience it or to ask questions and be interested in what they're interested in. Now, here's another um, side note because protecting your mind and guarding your heart, especially in this world, um, in this day and age and in a time when so many people are drifting and so many people are not careful about how they may be influencing their friends and other people, it is necessary. I believe it is necessary to guard your mind and protect your mind. However, there is a way that you can experience things. There is a way that you can allow yourself to be exposed to things without that thing becoming your identity, without that thing shaking you up or making you lose faith. Actually, I think that a lot of times the opposite effect um, happens where you, you encounter, you engage in somebody else's beliefs and it makes you examine your own beliefs a little bit more. This is actually what ended up happening with me is that I can appreciate how the Adventists take their week. They work, they prepare for Sabbath. Whereas mainstream mainstream Christians seem to do kind of the opposite where there is um, going to church on Sunday, which you know, the, the Seventh-day Adventists do not believe that Sunday is the actual um, Sabbath. It's actually um, Saturday. It's um, Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. That's the, you know, true Sabbath according to them and actually some other spiritual uh, groups as well, <laughs> not just the Adventists. So I like how the Adventists prepare all week for Sabbath. Whereas the way I grew up, it was almost like, you know, we go to church Sunday morning and then Sunday night we prepare for our work week. There is a subtle shift that happens in your mind when you are getting things done all week and then you're preparing to have this personal time with, with God. You're, you're preparing for your weekly, um, rest, um, which I I thought that was beautiful. And some of the things she was sharing with me about the book of revelations and the Bible made me very curious. Now I'm like, okay, maybe I should go read it. I kept joking with her that I would love if we had some, I call, I kept calling the, um, beasts that are supposed to happen. Um, she said it was a symbol. So I don't, you know, I don't know too much about that, but I kept joking with her that I was excited to have dragons, um, (laughs) in the end of times. All that to say, I walk away with more inspiration, more motivation, more ideas, um, more insights. I'm excited to read the book of Revelations and what does she walk away with? More of the same, more of what she already knows, <laughs> more of her own lectures. Nothing from me because there was no openness. So I suggest that you allow more. You don't have to allow everything. That's certainly not what I'm saying. Um, but allow and practice a little bit of humility rather than being small-minded and blocking things. Because I think a lot of times we block our blessings by being so small-minded and afraid. The next tip is to use what you have. Use what you have. This is such a big tip. This is gonna be a major portion of the the e-course that I am working on. But using what you have, um, is as much about using your inner resources as it is about using your outer resources, right? So I have a lot of like material possessions that when friends come over, they pick things up and they start using them. I have cameras and computers and microphones and headphones and all these subscriptions and like all these cool kitchen appliances, like all of these things that people come and they, they use. And it always thrills me to see people using things. I know that that probably sounds uh, odd to some of you, but in the past, I was much more a collector of things than a user of things. My big sister used to say to me, um, learn to love people and use things because a lot of people love things and they use people. And I think that's important. 
And her saying that really changed my mind. But living with people who for years I've, I lived around a lot of hippies a lot of artists a lot of people travelers and wanderers and what you find amongst these um groups of people is that they travel very lightly usually okay so i have this big ass library and you know, like all this furniture and things that i'm moving from place to place so when i was living with these different friends and roommates they would they would borrow books they would borrow cameras they would borrow computers and they're using them to make things which is what they are for these material possessions that we have are to facilitate life to make life easier to make the creation of new things easier. Do you know that Steve Jobs wanted the iPhone to be a productivity tool and not a distraction? It was meant to be a creative assistant for for creatives, for designers, for business owners. It was meant to be like this assistant that you have in your pocket that you can use to facilitate your tasks and not as not a window to other people's lives, not a distraction. So it was really, yeah, it was really... When I heard about that, I started using my phone a little bit differently. So one of the questions I have here is, do you know everything your phone does? Do you know everything your computer does? <laughs> More importantly, do you know everything your brain does? Now, I'm reading a book right now. I always offer a book recommendation in, in these little podcasts, right? So our book recommendation for this episode is Switch on your brain by Dr. Caroline Leaf. She mixes scriptures with neuroscience. She talks about neurogenesis and neuroplasticity and it's a really amazing easy read. She's, she simplifies all of these <laughs> very scientific things and she teaches us about how the mind changes the brain. So I highly recommend um, that book. If you go to my Instagram page and click on the books highlight, you will find um, you will find it there and you can you can go and purchase it on Amazon. But I highly recommend this book. Really, really enjoying reading it. I'm just, I'm zooming through it. Um, but I encourage all creatives, all witches, all humans <laughs> to learn more about your brain and your nervous system and your body. These are resources, free resources that you were given at the time of your birth. God bless the people who have all their fingers and toes, who can walk and hear and see. Do you know we have someone in, within our bossy bruja circle who will not be able to listen to this podcast? podcast because she's deaf do you know that but here you are listening to me let this be a resource let this be something that inspires you and motivates you to do something to improve your life so that you can go on to improve the lives of many others let it be something that that increases your your sense of spiritual power that motivates you to practice consistently so that you you edify and grow and expand yourself and empower yourself through practice so that you can be somebody else's strength so that you can be somebody else's encouragement okay so using your outer resources, using the things that you have access to, I don't care if it's your library card, a pencil, and a piece of paper. Use what you have to create what you desire right now, right where you are. But the other thing is to know that your emotions, your words, your thoughts, your beliefs, your mind, your nervous system, um, the quality of rest you get, your physical body, these are your resources as well. So learn to use what you have and to make the best use you can of what you have, like your your material things and, and also your inner resources. So my next tip is challenge yourself. 
My notes here are read a book you feel is beyond you, spend time with something, with someone whose ideas, beliefs, culture vary from yours, and allow your ideas to flow. This may bring you a new sense of conviction, which I've already touched on um, when I when I mentioned the tip of um, being slower to reject and um, being more open and allowing of other people. Um, I believe that a lot of times this leads to an examination of the self, an examination of one's life, and an examination of one's beliefs, which can be quite empowering for you. Um, and because many of the witches I know are very eclectic, um, maybe you'll learn something from another person or learn something from another um another major if you're a student or another um collection of of ideas another field of study that's not your normal field of study like if if you don't really ever study neuroscience or um or neurobiology maybe reading um dr leaf's book might really inspire you in a way that uh you never have like when when Dr. Maxwell Maltz was writing, um, well, before he wrote it, obviously, um, before he wrote that book, he was learning about, um, computer engineering. And of course he is already a plastic surgeon and he was mixing these two seemingly unrelated paths to create, oh, I guess that's another book recommendation, <laughs> Psycho-Cybernetics by Dr. Maxwell Maltz. <laughs> but he mixed these two seemingly unrelated fields of study and created this amazing way to begin creating a new self-concept so that you can more easily create and behave the way that you want to and change your own behaviors. So back to challenging yourself, do something like learn a language, learn an instrument. You know, one of the things I love um, about this book and and what I've been hearing from other neuroscientists lately, I I got a psych degree. So, you know, psychology and studying the brain is, you know, really, I'm really into it. And I suggest anybody who has a brain be into it as well. But, um, So anyways, so learning from a lot of neuroscientists lately, one of the things that I'm hearing that I really, really love and enjoy is about neurogenesis. Like the fact that we have these little baby cells, these new baby cells in our brain every single day and that we can change the brain up until the day we die, that you actually can teach an old dog new tricks. Like, you know what I mean? Like that is that's that's so exciting i'm trying not to swear (laughs) that's so exciting because traditionally what we've learned is that you can't teach an old dog new tricks that if after a certain age you just are who you are but that's not true you can create new habits new patterns of thought new neural pathways in the brain you can change your behaviors up until the day that you die and i think that oh what is that man's name the man who created um or not necessarily created, but discovered and teaches about um, quantum jumping. He became like a master painter at like 80. (laughs) His name's Burt Goldman. I just typed it in the computer. (laughs) Um, So he became like a master painter, started teaching about quantum jumping in his 80s. You know, you hear all the time about these older people who who were really sick and then they started running or they they changed their diet or something and now they're like bodybuilding and they're like in their 60s and 70s you can change yourself you can change your brain and when you stretch your mind when you do something that you feel is just a little bit beyond you maybe the book seems a little bit denser than what you think you can understand or the language learning a new language seems a little bit more challenging than what you're for me my american tongue (laughs) can handle um still push yourself because when you you stretch your your mind it's just like when we're exercising when we're creating new muscle you tear those muscles apart and then you rebuild them so you you stretch your mind beyond what you think you're capable of and you find that you're capable of more than you 
ever imagined. So my next tip is noticing the world around you. This is kind of um, similar, well not kind of, very similar to the wander tip as well as the spontaneity tip. Noticing the world around you really gives my inner people watcher so much life because I love watching people, especially people who are traveling or people who are in a new environment because they just appreciate the environment so much more than people who are like used to it and people like who live there. So a lot of times you see the tourists coming and everything is a sight to them. Everything is like, oh my God, look at that. The building's so big and it's so pretty. I know a lot of people look at that, especially locals. Like locals will look at the tourists and get annoyed, but I think it's quite fascinating because not only is it fascinating to enjoy someone enjoying something else, but sometimes a tourist comes in and a tourist in any area of your life they come into a space like my home for existence or for instance sorry for existence my home for instance they'll come into my home and i'm pretty used to my home at this point but someone will come in and they'll say wow this would really this would look really cute here i really like this or they'll they'll hang something a certain way or they'll put something a certain way or you know what i mean so What I'm saying is a lot of times if you notice the people around you and how they conduct themselves within a new environment, it can give you new insights to the environment, okay? It can give you, oh, one example that I love. I have moved all over the countries I've lived in like 10 different places in the United States and I always pack my books into my trunk. The last time that I moved, King came and got me from Las Vegas and relocated me here to Miami and he packed my books (laughs) into my trunk. And even though I've been doing this thing for a very long time and this was the first time he did it, he did it better than me. His mind was able to see the space and figure out how figure out how everything could be packed in there in the the best possible way such that there was room left over in the trunk when there's never room left over when I do it <clears throat> but there was room left over in the trunk and I was able to fit more stuff in there even though I had more books than I had had in my previous moves so noticing other people and how they they approach a new task that maybe you're used to can add to your own efficiency and also noticing the world around you and this is important because a lot of us are wrapped up in our phones or wrapped up in our own thoughts a lot of times you might see something that's been there forever this is how i have really built my business it's by being aware and i learned this because (laughs) Um, and I was working with my um, spiritual teacher. She she would say, you're so oblivious. Like, you're not paying attention. There's a lot of things um, that she does where it's like she's honoring Ogun. She's honoring Yemeya. She's honoring Oshun. So if she sees a vulture flying or we drive over a bridge over a river or we drive over... Um, train tracks or something like that she notices so that that taught me and trained me to begin noticing what's in my environment so now I'm paying attention to birds and I'm paying and this also helps too if you want to start receiving those messages we talked about in the first tip so paying attention to to the clouds and the weather and remember when we were kids you could smell the the smell of rain you old people too a lot of times they know when it's about to rain so paying attention to the world around you can give you so much information so much inspiration and so much motivation and it can also help you to be prepared for what's coming okay so here's my um my second to last tip (laughs) don't consume savor 
So in appreciating and noticing the world around us, right? I think it's really important that we actually take the time to take it in. Last night, King took me to South Beach at about one o'clock in the morning (laughs) and I was smoking. (laughs) I was laying down and looking out into the sky, looking out into the universe. And I told him, you know, there are trillions of stars but I can go months without looking at the stars. I can go months and that's ridiculous. I'm always looking for the moon (laughs) because I'm like, is it time to make some more magnetism yet? Like, is it a full moon? Is it a new moon? But I can go months without taking the time to sit down and look at the stars. There are trillions of stars. How is it even possible (laughs) that we don't notice the trillions of stars in the sky above our like literally in our face every night right so laying there looking at the clouds I saw a dragon (laughs) I saw a dog (laughs) and was looking at the cloud formations and it it looks like I was smoking so it looked like the clouds like the dragon's head was getting bigger and bigger and bigger and I'm like what if the dragon that's supposed to be coming at the end of times (laughs) I'm such an asshole. <laughs> what if it, its head is that big? I was like, babe, if the dragon is this big, it's over. We, you know, it's over for us. <laughs> so listen, enjoying the world around you, but savoring that shit. I was so in my body last night, laying on his lap, feeling the breeze coming in off of the ocean, closing my eyes, opening them again, closing them, opening them again until my my eyes became adjusted to the darkness where I could see everything and everybody sitting on the beach, looking at the pier. We were very close to the pier where all the rocks are. If any of you are in South Florida or have ever been to Miami Beach or South Beach, you might know what I'm talking about. Um, but very close to the, the pier and I could see the rocks and I could see the clouds and I could see some stars and I could hear the ocean and I could feel the breeze, the cool, perfect breeze coming in off of the ocean and was just drinking it all in with every cell in my body. It was interesting because there were times when there were points where I had to I had to make my mind focus back on the breeze so that I could feel it. Where it was like I wasn't I wasn't feeling it unless I was paying attention to feeling it. And that's what I mean by savoring. When you're sitting down for a meal Tasting your food, tasting your tea, tasting your water, feeling the heat of the water when you're bathing or showering, really listening to the sound of your lover's voice or their laughter or the beat of their heart, really feeling the texture of your child's hair of the clothes against your skin. Take time to slow down and savor life. Not only will this make you happier, I'm convinced it'll make you happier because those small pleasures, those small pleasures are constantly available to us. Okay? One thing that I'm really in love with right now is my bed is um, I have these plants that kind of go over my bed like a little canopy. And then I have um, a ceiling fan right above my bed. I sleep with a window open and then I have this beautiful ceiling fan. And waking up in the middle of the night and feeling that cool air on me and feeling that juxtaposed to the the warmth of King's chest because he's so hot blooded he's so hot at night so feeling that heat on one side being warmed by him and cooled by the the air it's one of my favorite pleasures in life right now 
Now here's the last thing that I'm offering. This is my last tip. You are valid. Your beliefs, your practice is valid. Lately, I have had to remind myself multiple times that I'm not wrong just because somebody else does things differently. I've been asked again and again uh, for videos and for insights into how I conduct my practice. And I'm just like, "Uh, I don't know if I want to tell you or show you because it will be different from what you may be expecting or different from what you or other people are used to. But that's really the beauty. That's really the beauty because when a person comes to us and they say, how do you do this? They're not asking you to show them how someone else does it. They're coming to you, they're asking you, how do you do this thing? And I think that the important reminder here is that you are valid, your way is valid. But if you understand that the next person the next witch's way of doing things is also valid and you are not only allowed but encouraged to learn from them and to take what you can to learn what you can with the highest honor you can (laughs) with great humility um, honoring their path (laughs) um, not seeking to own or to you know take appropriate resell their things and, and their paths and their beliefs but to learn for self-empowerment so that you can continue to empower someone else, then I think not only will magic and this community become more fun <laughs> and more enchanted overall, but I think that we can really expedite our learning and we can get on with the business of helping more individuals, especially children to discover their own magic. I hope that you have enjoyed this podcast as much as I have enjoyed sitting in a room talking out loud. (laughs) I love you all. I will begin releasing the love invocations on June 1st over on our bossy Bruja prayers. So make sure you check that out. Love you. Bye.